On today's episode, we're going to talk about how to successfully climb that retirement mountain. So get on your hiking boots and we're going to get started. A successful retirement plan begins with assembling the right set of tools. Finding the proper ones for the job will allow you to drill down on your goals and nail down your future. Scott Searles, certified wealth strategist and owner of Skybox Financial Group, constructs retirement plans for clients every day and will share that knowledge and insight with you. It's time to open the retirement toolbox and get to work. It's another episode of the Retirement Toolbox. Walter Strohholt here alongside Scott Searles, of course, based out of uh, Ohio and serving the greater Cleveland area and beyond, president of Skybox Financial Group. We've got a great show on the way. My hiking boots are on, my friend. I'm ready to go. I'm ready Absolutely. to climb that mountain. <laughs> When's the last time you went hiking or, or, or climbing or laced up the hiking boots? You know, it, it's, been, it's been quite some time. Okay. I, uh, yeah, you know what? My wife and I, we need to do more of that stuff, mm-hmm. for sure. I know you're a big hiker. You you go out and take hikes and the, just out a couple of, of days ago. Yeah, exactly. So I'll I'll be able to definitely draw some good parallels today as we learn okay. how to climb the retirement mountain. I'll, I, how about I help out with the mountain climbing side? Although I'm definitely stretching to call what I do mountain climbing. It's it's definitely mountain hiking, <laughs> not climbing. Um, <laughs> well, but I think some of the some of the details will translate, and then you help us out on the planning side. Yeah, absolutely. I can do that. You you get you draw all the analogies, and uh, I'll bring it home. Perfect. This is a good one to do after Thanksgiving, by the way, as we all are sitting around, probably rolling around, uh, trying to figure out how we're going to lose all the weight that we just put on the past couple of weeks, only to be staring down the barrel of the rest of the holidays. So this is a good one to get us thinking about moving and, and burning some calories, I'd, I'd say. Yeah. Are, are you? Is, is that a fat joke? Are you trying to make a fat joke? <laughs> well, I was making it about both of us, though. So, <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> it wasn't just directed at you. It was, it was right. at both of us, that kind of thing. Thank you. Because, uh, you know, I am self-conscious. That's right. That's right. Uh, me too. But that's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about hiking. So whenever I go out to hike, I'm always prepping beforehand. And it's very different from when I used to go out and, and quote, unquote, hike in the woods back when we lived in the south. No, now out living in the mountains. Um, the hikes are a little bit different, and so they definitely require a little bit more preparation. So, and, and depending on the severity of the hike or how long it's going to be or how high up we're going to go um, really changes how I prepare, especially I can think of the first analogy here in the, in the right gear that I gather. Mm-hmm. If I'm going on a short little hike, Scott, I usually take a smaller pack, maybe um, you know one or two bottles of water and a snack or two. If I'm going to go on a good 10 to 12 miler that's got some a little bit more severe climbing, a little bit further and more remote, I'm taking my emergency beacon in case I really get into trouble for some reason. Maybe uh, instead of just a bottle of water, I've got one of those little packs that you kind of fill up the bladder of water mm-hmm. that you can drink as you're hiking. So, you know, there's a, a few extra steps that then go into that preparation. Right. And you know what? As you prepare for that climb, when we talk about doing our climbing up our retirement mountain, it's simply, I think, one of the first steps is getting yourself mentally prepared. So, you know, getting that financial literacy, getting, you know, learn some things because before you go hiking, you want to, you know, you got to know what shoes you want to buy. You got to know what kind of gear that you need, right? So simply just getting that financial literacy to understand 
you know, what types of, of savings vehicles are out there and then what types of investments are out there and then gathering that gear, gathering those, those savings accounts, those investments, getting everything organized to begin. And then you, I think that, you know, as you start climbing up that mountain too, I mean, you're going to have a bunch of different terrain you're going to run across. So having that financial literacy is going to help you be prepared for no matter what terrain you're going to prepare as you, as you start your ascent up the mountain. It's a great point. I didn't even think about the mental preparation, but you're right. I, as I think back to some of the tougher hikes I've done the night before, it's it's almost like prepping for a big test back in the school days. You kind of it psychs you up a little bit. It's on your mind mm -hmm. as you're going to bed, and and you do have to kind of say, okay, I'm getting up early. I need to be mentally prepared to be sharp. I don't want to trip and fall, and need to be at my best. And uh, I, I didn't think about that same connection of you kind of have to get mentally prepared for what you're doing in retirement planning. Like mm -hmm. successful planning doesn't just happen by accident. Just like a successful hike, you, it takes good planning to make sure everything goes smoothly. Right, right. Yeah, that's exactly the point. And then when you start the ascent, actually going up that mountain, you know, it's going to be a rough, a rough road. This is going to be your working years while you're saving and accumulating in your retirement. That's going to be the ascent. So you're going up and think about the mountain when you get to the top. Yeah, that's going to be retirement. So we're there. We're accumulating. We're savings. The markets are going to go crazy. You're going to look at your 401k plan. It could be jumping all over the place. But because you've prepared, you know that there is a long-term time horizon for you, and you're not going to have to touch your money until you're 59 and a half, 65, whenever you're planning on retiring. So when you're 40 and the market's going crazy all over the place, you don't worry about it because you've become prepared for that. As you go up that ascent and you save and you start accumulating money, I call this accumulation phase when we're talking about our retirement mountain. And you're going to run across difficulties, but having a plan or a strategy to ascend that mountain is going to help you get up there. Being prepared is going to help you get up there. And if you don't, for instance, take any water with you, how far are you going to get up with that mountain before you start getting dehydrated? Yeah, this is where the mental game really stretches on as well during that ascent because you might start off really strong, but then you might start to pick up a little bit of a nagging pain in your ankle or your heel or your muscles start getting a little bit sore. And so you might have a period of the ascent where you're a little slower than you want to be. And then, you know, it's not all the way, all the time straight up. Sometimes there's some ups and some downs along the way uh, as you're mm -hmm. ascending and getting up the hill. And so you just got to kind of be prepared for those ebbs and flows of how that's all going to progress. And it's the same same thing in financial and retirement planning. Like your 30 or 40 years of working are not going to all be super smooth. You may lose your mm -hmm. job at some point. You may have the market downturns that, that cause you to have a little bit of that panic. And so that the consistency in hiking is really key. Just keeping that one foot in front of the other mentality seems like that translates well to retirement planning too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I, I have not had to do this yet on any of my hikes. None of them have been crazy enough to need this. Maybe next year this will be uh, something I actually get to speak with more experience about. But let's blow that mountain up a little bit larger and say we're going to Everest. Along mm -hmm. the ascent, you have these base camps that you have to hit. And it gives you the chance to step back, to acclimate a little bit to the new conditions, to reevaluate, to check your current supplies, see how things are going, and then sort of re-prepare for the next part of the climb. Are there milestones like that or base camps that people hit during that ascent um, in retirement planning? Absolutely. For most people, it's not a straight climb right up to the top of the mountain. Why? 
Well, because things are going to happen. You're going to, maybe you're going to want to pay for a child's education. You're going to want to change your 401k contributions. Maybe you want to get that mortgage paid off. You want to get reassess how much you're paying with that. So as you're going up the mountain, stopping, establishing a base camp, and then reassessing your retirement strategy is going to be the key to get successful. You can, you can just think about if you're climbing up that mountain and you don't ever stop or you don't ever sleep or you don't ever reassess which way you're going, stopping looking at, looking at your mat, you could get lost. So that's essential to start to establish those base camps so you can reassess, reevaluate, and make sure you're still on the right path to get to the top of that mountain. And those base camps don't always have to be bad things, right? Like you could hit a, mi- a milestone that ends up helping your financial situation, but it's still a good time to stop and, and reassess where you are. I'm thinking like maybe you get an inheritance or something like that. And it's like, all right, well, now maybe we can retire earlier than we thought or or it does change our lifestyle or, you know, all sorts of different uh, equations can come out of something like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. There's one thing that you always got to be prepared for on a hike, especially one of any significance, and that's changing weather. Um, when we hike in Colorado, uh, Scott, we always have to be aware, especially in the summer, of thunderstorms rolling in, usually right around noon or a little bit thereafter. Lightning risk is really high, or you don't want to get caught in a hailstorm uh, when you're above the tree line. In the winter, I think it's obvious you don't want to get caught in a snow squall or a snowstorm that blows up out of nowhere. So you right. try to be prepared for that changing weather and then adapt appropriately. Like sometimes the answer is turning around and trying another day, or just making sure you're bringing extra layers for more wind that might pop up, gloves, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What's the changing weather comparison in the financial side of things? Well, you know what? First of all, you need to be prepared mentally for anything kind of changing weather and have the gears because what's going to happen is that the weather is going to change or the financial markets are going to change. Tax rates are going to change. Economies, recessions, market declines, all these things you can equate as obstacles or changing weather when you're going up the mountain. So you're going to have to adapt to those changes. You're going to have to adjust. If something changes with taxes, you might have to adjust your strategy, but you need to be prepared for this so that you can do that. And I think part of being prepared for this to weather any storm that comes along is simply just to work with a qualified financial advisor that's going to help you along those ways. You know, so, so you can take a look at the, you know, what possibly could be coming up in the future. What possibly, you know, what might we have to deal with? A good financial advisor can help you prepare for that ahead of time. So then when it comes, you're prepared for that shock, that weather change, and you know how you're going to adjust and modify your strategies to get to retirement. We already mentioned that retirement itself, that retirement date is the summit. And uh, so reaching the summit akin to entering retirement, but also the time you want to make sure that you don't make any mistakes. One thing I've noticed on my hikes, Scott, is that none of them ever like gently end like, oh, we're almost to that beautiful mountain lake and we just have the nice flat half a mile road to get there. No, no, no. It's always like, oh, okay, ascend this waterfall climb up through the waterfall and you'll make it to the cool lake. And so it's like the the most dangerous, the hardest part is right, right. there at the end. You're also farthest uh, away from your help, right? From the trailhead at that point. So if you need to get back or you need some help from somebody, or if you get hurt, uh, you're in your most vulnerable position. 
Is it like that, too, for people who are approaching retirement? Are they in a more dangerous position at that point of their planning life? Well, it's you're definitely at that point now when you hit retirement, it's cause for celebration, right? Plant your flag up top there. Enjoy yourself. You made it. You reached that summit. You worked hard climbing all the way up there. You adjusted with any weather conditions, any economic things that came along, market changes, and you've scraped and saved in your in your retirement plans or wherever to accumulate to get to that summit. So first, you got to celebrate when you get to that summit. But then you need to realize, though, that the most treacherous part is to come, and that's the descent. And if I believe, I think more people die on the way down Everest than they do on the way up to Everest. Yeah, yeah maybe it's, it's an incredible. It's an incredible stat, though, just how dangerous it is to come back down from that summit. Uh, and, and it's hard to believe that that's the most perilous part of the climb after you've already made it up the mountain. And and it's ve- it's exactly the same in retirement. There's so many more mistakes that can be made as you're descending once you're in retirement and you're starting to spend that money that you've accumulated on your ascent. So you get there. It's a time, I think, once you get to that summit to reassess once again. Celebrate, enjoy yourself, but reassess that plan and change that plan to get yourself down safely. What are some of the things that you do in retirement planning, and not only to get people to retirement, Scott, but then to help them descend, to make that retirement last 30, 40 years, to help them come all the way back down in a safe but enjoyable manner? Well, it's all about when once you reach that summit is reevaluating your cash flow. Cash flow is king in retirement. You want to make sure that you had saved enough while you were up on your ascent on the way up the mountain. But once you get there, simply having a good cash flow strategy, knowing what accounts you need to take from, and then changing your investment strategy at that summit for the way down, because you, you know, depending on your situation, you may not need to grow it as much as you needed to when you're on the ascent. So when you get to that summit, we have to rechange your whole investment strategies. We now have to be concerned with taxes and take a look at that. And then also simply making sure that we've got sufficient cash flow coming from the most tax efficient places we can so we don't tip the IRS when we're on our on our descent down. So there's going to be different things that are going to pop up on that descent. You know, healthcare, long-term care, crazy market conditions. So that's where we really need to be cautious on the descent. And the reason why I say it's the most dangerous, just like coming down from Everest, is that mistakes that you make on your descent in your retirement are mistakes you can't take back. You, you do something wrong from a tax standpoint and you end up you know depleting some of your cash flow because of that, or you make market investment mistakes. Look at 2008 when the market dropped. How many people that are listening knew people that had to go back to work because you know, they didn't have their investment structure properly to handle that descent? So important to handle it well, and you need somebody on your side to do it. If it would be, make every hike easier if you had a Sherpa or a, you know a guide or a leader to help you up and down the mountain. Well, the good news is, although you may not be able to do that for every hike that you take, you can do that for your financial and retirement planning journey. So 
talk to Scott very easily uh, by picking up the phone and giving him a call at 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. Or you can go online to talkwithscott.net. Schedule a complimentary review of your financial plan. Get a tax-free retirement toolkit while you're at it. Get a worry-free retirement blueprint established and help get you to and all the way through those retirement years with more confidence. All you have to do is pick up the phone and give Scott a call or, again, go to talkwithscott.net and schedule your time to visit. We'll put links to those ways to contact Scott in the description of today's show so you can find it easily. But great breakdown there, Scott, on the hiking. I think you're ready. You're ready to go uh, take the wife, go out on a good hike. You guys are well prepared now after talking about all of today's ups and downs. I am ready. I'm going to get my <laughs> get my bladder water bag, and I'm going to get myself some good hiking shoes, and off I go. I love it. Fantastic. Uh, Well, there you have it, folks. How to uh, climb the retirement mountain and descend safely. Coming up on today's show, still more to get to. We're going to get to know Scott a little bit better next. And we've got a great mailbag question on the way from David today. And uh, just to give you a little preview of that, uh, David's got some CDs that are maturing in the next year and wondering what to do with them. So we'll get to his question more coming up next. It's getting to know you time. All right, so this month's question, uh, Scott, is uh, kind of an interesting one about being famous. So if you could magically, it's not who would you want to be, but if you could magically become famous, would you want to? I would say no. Hmm, interesting. You know what? It's a pain in the butt to be famous. Sure, I mean, does seem like look it, at, yeah. Look at that Taylor Swift, right? I mean, everybody knows who she's dating. She has to get mm-hmm. smuggled out in a popcorn machine. Whatever. You, you, I just want to live my life, enjoy my life. I don't want to have to worry about people taking pictures of me. She can't even run up to the drugstore to go buy some shampoo. Yeah. You know, because there's But like she also has people, people who will go to the grocery store to buy her shampoo anyway. So she doesn't yeah, need but to I do don't, that. Well, then you're locked in your house. You're afraid to go out and do anything. You know, yeah, you're right. She doesn't need to go, you know, buy, go to the store and buy stuff. But at the same time, yeah. you know, I kind of like wandering around drug mart, seeing what they got there. <laughs> right. I don't know. You know, I, I just, I don't know if I'd want to be famous. Not, you know, not that I wouldn't want to be successful. There's a difference between sure. successful and famous. I certainly want to be successful, and I strive every day to become more successful and, and do better every day. But to be famous, nah, I'm I'm okay with being good old Scott Searle's financial yeah. planner. If I could use that fame for good, then you know I could see I could see maybe saying, okay, yeah, I I, I would be willing to do it. But it would definitely depend what I was famous for, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. certain things that maybe what you wouldn't want to be famous for. Others maybe, maybe so. Like, Infamous. I don't know. If I could be a famous NASCAR driver, I think that'd be fun. Right. I don't know. Right. It seemed like those guys have a cool, a cool life. But you could be a famous bank robber too. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess that's where you get to the infamous, right? Right. Right. I mean. You'd yeah. be famous for a lot of things. That's true. That's true. Yeah, if I could use it for good, I think that would be, you know, I could see it being cool, but I have a feeling it would get old very quickly for the reasons you described. Well, Walter, I would say you are already a famous podcast co-host. <laughs> At least in your book. I'll take yes, it. Yes, <laughs> you're famous. I think so. Oh, that's awesome. All right. I'll 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 roll with that. I'll, I'll say I've already <laughs> achieved it. I don't need to have any additional fame. We'll stick there with that. There you go. Love it. All right. uh, Let's get to our listener question. We're going to open up the mailbag, and uh, David's got a good one for us. Let's tackle it. 
It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, so David says, I have a few CDs uh, that will be maturing in the next year. I'm assuming he means uh, the financial product CDs, not uh, mm-hmm. you know cassette discs. Uh, I'm worried about what the market will do. So should I just reinvest in more CDs once they mature? You know what, David? This is a great question. And I get this more and more now that interest rates have started going up. And obviously, David, I don't know a whole lot about your situation, but a general rule is CDs work fine for a portion of your money. You always want to have some money out of the market. The high rates in CDs now are good, but they are also temporary. We're probably not going to stay and see these CD rates stay up where they're at. So to have that be you know, your big long-term plan and in investing in CDs isn't necessarily in most cases going to get you to where you're going to want to be financially. There are certainly, you know, you'll want to have some of that money that's in CDs, but you're going to want some of that money growing because depending on how old you are, you could have 40 plus years in retirement and you need to grow that money. And the CDs simply just won't do that because it, you know, CDs correlate very much with inflation. So as the cost of your groceries go up, yeah, they pay you more in your CDs, but you're paying them, you know, in, in, in the grocery store. So you need to get ahead of that curve, get ahead of that inflation rate. And CDs, unfortunately, just aren't going to be a long term. But in the short term, it's certainly a solution where you might you know, get a 6.5% CD, a little over 5%. That's not bad. Doing something like that's fine for now, but not necessarily a long-term solution for you. It is interesting how your answer to that question, though, Scott, has definitely changed over the last couple of years. Like if we rewind back to 2019 when we were doing the podcast, you, you might just respond a little bit differently to that question, right? Back when CDs were paying pennies on the dollar, right? Yeah. I mean, now they're, it's, it's, a, it's definitely an option. I have a lot of clients that, you know, we're putting money in CDs and we yeah. do them right through our custodian, Charles Schwab. So yeah, we're holding, we're, you know, we're holding money in CDs, have a tendency to do a little bit of the shorter term, some money we lock in a little bit longer to take advantage of these higher rates, because I don't know how long they're going to be around. Good points and a great question. Thanks, David, for sending that one in to us. If you have a similar question to David's, maybe it's a financial product or a strategy you've got a question about or just something about your specific situation and you need some help figuring out your next steps, well, that's often what begins the planning process for somebody and why they come in to meet with Scott and talk about going through a full financial plan. And so if you'd like to do that, you can schedule a complimentary, a free visit with Scott by going online to talkwithscott.net. Again, talkwithscott.net. Or pick up the phone and give Scott a call at 888-742-0111. 888-742-0111. All right, Scott, thanks for all the help on the show today. Enjoyed it, and uh, we'll chat again next uh, next week or so. Absolutely. Enjoy it. All right, everybody take care. We'll see you next time right back here on the Retirement Toolbox. Go Browns. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.